What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. I love Vanessa. She's quick, smart, funny, and doesn't fuck around. She received her MS in marketing at NYU and worked as a senior dietitian at Mount Sinai Hospital for five years. She's certified in adult weight management by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. In her private practice, she works with the treatment of GI disorders, weight management, PCOS, and family nutrition. She was named by Essence Magazine as one of the top five black nutritionists that will change the way you think about food and currently serves as the dietetic internship director at New York University. Vanessa is also the founder of Colina Health, which offers personal nutrition coaching and science-based online education. Mostly, it's just the damn mentoring that you need to achieve your personal goals in a way that is specific to you while feeling tons of support. You know I got all the tips and tricks, so please enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm sorry I've been late this morning with our recorder issues. You're good. You're good. Thanks for having me. So as someone who has so many, like so many eating issues forever, I'm so excited to talk to you because I feel like, especially during the pandemic, I'm sure, I mean, I can't, I imagine you noticed this day one, people being like, I'm just at home all day. And like, what's my food vibe? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people are probably getting weird and bored. So tell me how you got into nutrition to begin with. Yeah, I actually went to college and studied history. And so, um, which is like my parents' biggest disappointment. Like, my parents <laughs> were like They're like, are you going to go to medical school? I'm like, no, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and then the other day, my daughter's like, I'm going to be a shoe designer. My father was like, no, you're going to be a doctor. <laughs> They're just not she's getting nine. that doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's nine. She's nine. So, um, so I studied history and then I went back, I got a master's in marketing and I, but I was always interested in science actually. And I had gained a bunch of weight in college and mm-hmm. didn't really understand anything about food because 
you know, like my mom is from Haiti. So like the day that I went to college, my mom was like washing my clothes. And like Mm -hmm. the first time I ever had macaroni and cheese was when like my roommate made it for me in a crock pot. I was like, your mother does not love you. Like, what is this situation? Oh, so So, you went from having like all, like that happened to me too, all your home cooked meals and then eating like true American food. Yes. Yes. So you're like, what is this? I was always super skinny. And then I was, you know, like borrow pizza and like whatever. I went to Fordham in the Bronx. So just like whatever Bronx food was available. (laughs) And so I gained 50 pounds, right? Like fast food, you know, Mm -hmm. that was on Fordham road because that's all I could afford. And so I gained 50 pounds and that was that. And and it was like the nineties. There was nothing, right? Like, no, it was like Jamaican beef patties at the deli and like three other delicious, but you yeah, you ate it every day and like no vegetables. It was, it was bad. So but when I moved back home, I lost like 40 pounds. I didn't have to oh, do wow. anything. I just went back to my mom, like making food. And then I just, that's what I ate. But then I was like, oh, maybe I should learn about food. Mm-hmm. So I went to a dietitian, Carrie Glassman, and she taught me about food and it was like very inspiring and it was very easy and there was no fad and there was no gimmick. It was like, this is how food affects your body. Right. So like, it was just, you know, what do, do with it what you will. And I just followed what she said and lost weight like pretty easily. So when I got married, I didn't, I wasn't dieting. I I had already like, I was at this like really great weight Mm -hmm. and I had, it was, she taught me all about food and it wasn't this thing and it was really freeing and amazing. And I thought like, Oh, maybe I could do that for other people. So I decided to take a class at NYU and then here I am. That's so cool. And when did you start your business? So I've worked many nutrition jobs. Yeah. Like I work like... Yeah, so what was that trajectory before you started Kalina? Yeah, so I, I worked at um, a hospital. I worked at like some of the biggest hospitals in New York City for a long time. And then I worked in like corporate... Doing their wellness. food? Yeah, so like every hospital has registered dietitians. And so like... The way that we're trained is we're trained actually like medically and clinically. And so like we go in and really feed you when you're sick. And from that, because I've done that for so long, I can do anything. I can, you can talk to me for 20 minutes, tell me what your food day looks like. And I'll tell you what the barrier is to whatever goal you have. And then I'll like make you a plan because I've worked with really, really sick people and that's what I really liked about working in the hospital, but it was like really tough. And so that I worked in corporate wellness, then I worked in a private practice for someone and it was like, fine. I would like go to work. I would see my patients, like stack them two days a week. Nobody bothered me. Then I would went, go home and be with my kids. And then she fired me because I wouldn't sign her like stupid non-compete. She felt like very threatened and she tried to get me to sign this like dumb non-compete. Side note, my father-in-law was like the number one labor lawyer in America until like maybe two years ago. <laughs> You're like wrong was, person. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, oh, he was like garbage. You know, I like, enough. <laughs> so, um, and then I was like, wait, I could just do this myself. So I had my own private practice, but it was boring because I was by myself. And then my co-founder and I, cause she, I had like taught her actually previously, we had a coffee and she's like, let's just join practices. So in February of last year, we joined practices and then COVID happened, but we still did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And we did all telehealth. And we started with just two practitioners and now we have like nine people working for us. Amazing. Very busy. And it's like wild. Really great. I'm sure during COVID, it's amazing how many things like sprouted up, <laughs> like which yeah. businesses flourished. But yeah. I can't imagine, especially people sitting at home and how many people don't cook or like don't know how to, like the, everyone was taken off their routine. 
That's right. Everyone was taking off their routine. And like, listen, in the beginning of COVID, it was super fun to do like your Zoom happy hour with your friends and mm-hmm. like order pizza and like eat your feelings, like cry on the couch because you were never leaving your house. But after like 10 days of that, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. now what? We have to do something. Like it was never ending and like summer was coming and all these things. So people just kept reaching out. They're like, and we take insurance. So that makes it even more easier. And because of COVID, all the rules have changed. So like they're waiving um, co-pays. And so there's so much more access. That's amazing for everyone to know. Yeah, there's so much access. So it's like, I'm miserable. I don't know how to cook. I I can't leave my house. I need ideas. I need someone to help me. I have one girl. She, she is like the best. She had a baby. She had an infant in during COVID. She was like losing her mind and she lost 30 pounds. I helped her lose 30 pounds in COVID. Uh-huh. Okay. Can, I would love to talk about <laughs> your protocol because I feel like I mean, most Americans, it's so funny being married to an Italian because he's like, you are like just, you just, there's just no consistency with any of you. Like you all like binge and then you diet and then you do this. And then, and now he's starting to do it, which I think is so funny. I'm like, look, it's rubbing off on you. He's like, here I am. Yeah. Like he's like thin for a week and then he binges. So what have you, like, I would love to know, like, what are your basic, basic, basics, like ground rules for everybody. This is what you have to do. Yeah. I relate to your husband actually, because I spent all my summers in Switzerland. My aunt lives there and I would go there and I would come back like 15 pounds lighter all the time. Mm, And And I would go to the doctor like for my annual visit before school would start. And he'd be like, you're literally 20 pounds lighter than you were last year. My mom's and like, you, she was in Switzerland. She was in Switzerland you just ate time. everything you wanted. Yeah, because everything really is hard. small, right? Mm-hmm. The food is like fresh and there was no restriction. So I think, here's the thing, you know, like new like diet culture, like nonsense. It's like, eat whatever you want, whatever you want and you're going to be naturally thin. Like, no, because if I ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, I'd be eating cookies and Ben and Jerry's ice cream every day. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. So, and also like, I'm going to say this and I don't slide into my DMs and complain. I also want to look a certain way. That makes me a normal person because most people yes. care how they look. Sorry. <laughs> and if you don't care how you look, yeah, that's great for you. But I'm not one of those people. You are obviously transcended some spiritual plane that I am not the fuck <laughs> up. So that's not- and and Whatever. also like I care how I look and also I want to fucking feel good because when I okay. go on those binges, you don't I feel don't, good. I feel like shit. You feel like shit. And so all these people that come to me and they're like, I intermittent fast. And I'm like, uh-huh. And they're like, but then at night I drank two bottles of wine and I eat three sleeves of cookies. I'm like, well, then you should eat <laughs> something when you wake up. That is number one. That is such good sense, right? Yes. Not everybody has to eat breakfast. But if you find that you're one of those people that's eating sleeves of cookies, cookies at night, you should probably eat something in the morning when you get up. You yeah. don't have to be extravagant though, right? Like we call them like petite déjeuner. I, I remember being a kid, I would go, I would go to Switzerland and I would have like a piece of bread with jelly. It'd be like, good to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you have like a yogurt, you have some fruit and nuts, like whatever it is that helps to keep you going. Cause yeah, a traditional American breakfast makes me want to gag. Like eggs and bacon and home fries is not appetizing. Mm-mm. But there's some like middle ground there. I also think that people need to stop restricting carbohydrates because you need carbohydrates to live, right? So, so this conversation, you're so crazy. My sister came over yesterday and I hadn't seen her in a long time and she was the thinnest she's ever been. And she's like, oh, I'm fasting 18 hours a day. 
and we're not eating carbs. Like people don't need carbs. And then I was like, last week I heard someone say that you do need carbs or you're going to die. And I was like, I don't know who is right because she does look good. <laughs> but how long is she going to be able but to How long is that going to last? Yeah. That's really tough. That's really tough. Like, so yes, there's a sweet spot, right? Because all of the intermittent fasting studies that we've done on men, not women, right? Yeah, we we have lots of conversations about that on the podcast because my intermittent fasting was preventing me from getting pregnant for a very long time. Yeah, and like, you know, one of my friends, she was intermittent fasting and she has like, she's like pre-diabetic and it was making her blood sugar go really high because Mm. when you don't eat carbs, your liver makes carbs to compensate it takes a while for your body to get into ketosis it's not going to just like happen overnight and so some people which i'm assuming your sister probably is one of these people some people don't care about food you know those people they're like oh i don't care about food i just eat for fuel i don't care no about she does and so that's why i'm like when does that she's also postmenopausal, so her body's in a different state Right. And that, so that's the other thing, right? That's something that we people don't talk about. When you are postmenopausal, all bets are off. You probably don't really need to be eating carbs and you probably really need to be lessening the amount of calories that you're taking in. 100%. Your body, your body is storing fat in a different way. You're not burning calories efficiently. That is a different kind of person. Mm-hmm. And when people are like, who cares? What are you going to, I'm going to keep caring. I'm going to care till the day they bury me in the <laughs> ground, dressed in my whatever. I'm going to be like, damn, she looks great. Thank you very much. So I get your sister. That's, that's de- definitely different, but it is tough. It's like hard not to eat carbs. It's yeah. hard. And so for you, right? Like after you have your baby, like maybe you're nursing and you're not, but you just want to have like small amount of carbs throughout the day. What does that look like? You know, a piece of fruit, it, right? Carbs are in fruit. Yeah, I was about to say, so tell me what you consider carbs because I think people automatically assume that that's like, you know, bread. Right. Bread, right? Yes, it's bread, but it's rice, pasta, corn, peas, potatoes, cooked carrots, right? Like, but what's the serving size? Well, the serving size of rice is a third of a cup. Right. Mm-hmm. So the star of your meal needs to be the protein and it needs to be the vegetable, like a non-starchy green vegetable. And then you would have a little bit of carb. Now, don't get it twisted. When my Italian husband makes ravioli from scratch, I eat all the ravioli on the plate. That's mm-hmm. like, so, you know, but if, but if it's just like whatever pasta that's in the supermarket, I don't really care too much. And I don't really need a lot because the flavor is obviously different. So, you know, you're like picking and choosing. Yeah. But I mean, having some carbs, drinking water, eating timed meals. Don't go like a really long time without eating. Oh yeah. What's your space between meals, you think? And do you believe in snacking? I believe in snacking for some people. And for some people, it doesn't work, right? Because they feel that that's like a gateway for them. And they'd rather just eat three big meals and then shut it off. That's okay. fine. I, For me personally, I always say you have to have a snack between lunch and dinner. Because it's the longest time you go without food. It's a long food. time. Imagine you eat lunch at 12, you don't eat dinner till six. Mm-hmm. You have to have something, mm-hmm. but it's like, it could be small, like cheese and crackers, right? Mm-hmm. Like fruit, fruit and cheese. Uh, you know, you can have a yogurt. You can have, it doesn't have to be this extravagant thing. Just have a little something to fuel your body so that you don't have this propensity to overeat at the end of the day. Cause really you want to eat front load your carbs. And then at dinner time, like, right, you know, that's like small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're definitely doing your carbs are at lunch and breakfast. Yeah, because they they take that much time to burn. That's right. That's right. And also, I just feel gross when I'm eating lots of carbs at night. Like, doesn't it make it like just sits in your stomach? You're not. You eat your dinner, and then what do you do? You sit on the couch and you watch TV, or like you're not mm-hmm. really you're you're not mobile. But 
you know, in, during the day, you're, you're awake and you're walking and you're doing things, you're interacting. So it doesn't just sit there. Do you suggest eating dinner a certain amount of time before you go to sleep? So it depends, right? Like for your sister, I'd be like, cut off 7 o'clock, right? Yeah. <laughs> because we want to make sure that like, you know, we're, you know, we're postmenopausal, we're at a different stage. For everybody else, unless, you know, you have reflux or something, I would say whatever your schedule is, is your schedule. But if weight loss is your goal, don't eat your dinner at six and then start, you know, at 930 at night looking for food because your body is starting to go into this like fasted resting state. And when you start eating, you start like waking up all those counter-regulatory hormones. You're like messing up your sleep. Cortisol is up. Like It's not doing its job. And you have your body like, wait, what's happening right now? So if you're done eating, you're done eating. If that's your, you know, weight loss is your goal. So like maybe seven o'clock, eight o'clock is probably the best place to cut it off. Everyone needs an escape, but those can be hard to come by right now. So enter Dipsy. Let yourself get lost in a world where good things happen and where your pleasure is the only priority. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. Each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios. So you feel like you're right there. Listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush that you never made a move on or that coworker you always had a little thing for, or maybe a story that puts you in bed with someone who's telling you exactly what they would do to you. They release new content every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter what you're into or what turns you on. And if you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions, sensual bedtime stories, and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash best. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash best. Dipsystories.com slash best. Verb has cracked the slump. Instead of reaching for a second cup of coffee, Grab a Verbar. Whether you need energy to get through an afternoon workout, a long day with the kids, a Verbar will help you power through without the jitters. I also love having these things for breakfast. They are delicious. And guess what? They're 90 calories. They're gluten-free. They're plant-based. And they have as much caffeine as an espresso. And the caffeine comes from organic green tea. So you get a smooth, long-lasting energy boost without any jitters. They have delicious flavors like my personal favorite, cookie butter, double chocolate, salted peanut butter, and peppermint mocha. I have gotten Dobby Day on these because he was drinking way too many espressos in a day. So he keeps these at the store for when he needs a little afternoon pick-me-up. They're super easy to stash anywhere. Add them to your purse, put them in your gym bag. They're great for, again, an afternoon pick-me-up at the gym or anywhere on the go. There's no need to worry about spilling that cup of coffee, feeling jittery, or staying up too late from too much caffeine. And we've worked out a special deal for the Everything is the Best podcast listener. Receive 30% off Verb's best-selling bundles. It's a great way to try their most delicious flavors. So just go to Verb Energy dot com slash best or use code best at checkout to claim this deal. That's V-E-R-B-E-N-E-R-G-Y dot com slash best. This discount is only valid for their bundles. So go try them out. 
And, you know, obviously intermittent fasting is a very like controversial situation because now we do know that all of these studies of the benefits are done on men. Um, and that it is screwing up our insulin and our hormones because all of that's Mm -hmm. connected. I don't think people realize how much blood sugar affects hormones. That's right. So are you saying, is there like anyone that you recommend it for? Or you're like, listen, your normal sleep cycle of like, you know, if we're sleeping for, what is it like 11 hours, 12? I mean, you know, it's a natural progression in between dinner and breakfast. Are you saying just stick to that time frame? Yeah. Like, so I counsel everybody based around blood sugar, right? Because if your blood mm. sugar is stable, you don't have this overproduction of insulin because science says if you have too much insulin out there in the body, your weight is always going to be up. What makes insulin get released? Eating too much carbohydrates. That's just mm-hmm. fact, right? That's how it goes. I only recommend intermittent fasting for shift workers, so people that work overnight, people who are working when we are sleeping. That's when I'll play around with intermittent fasting because their their schedule is weird. So it works for them and it mm-hmm. takes pressure off, right? Because a lot of them come in and their their lipid profiles are really messed up. A lot of them are overweight and they just can't figure out what to do. And their sleep is so off that it really prohibits any kind of weight loss. So I try to do it with them, but mostly people who work overnight that I've experienced are usually men. So it works really well mm-hmm. for them. But I do find that like, I find that all diets are just not sustainable. Listen, diets work. Diets work. If you stick to a diet, it's probably going to work because you are restricting, omitting, doing something. The question is, how long can you do it for? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the caveat. And so why bother doing that when you could just adopt some basic principles and pay attention to them and have also have success without losing your mind? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I've really noticed is like, if you just give yourself a life where it's 80, 20, that's then right. you don't have those like bingy moments. That's right. I say you have like 35 chances a week to achieve your goal, whatever the goal is, weight loss, plant-based, whatever. So if you do it like 33 times, you should have success. Well, that's like 90%, right? Mm. So, and then it takes the pressure off. So if you're working with me, I have a girl, she's lost 16 pounds in nine weeks and she eats Nutella every day. (laughs) That's my husband's favorite thing and our dog's name. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. (laughs) I feel like it's some kind of trick. And I'm like, it's not some, it's not a trick. I've told you exactly how to eat what to look for, where to incorporate things. And so you can enjoy your life. And so eating Nutella doesn't mess you up. But if you were keto, you can't eat Nutella. Well, that's, that's sad. That's a sad life. And eventually one day I'm going to binge on the Nutella. You're going to eat a whole thing of Nutella. So is she like having her like daily serving, but it's probably what, like a tablespoon of Nutella? She actually has it multiple times a day. So she'll like put it on on an apple. (laughs) She'll mix it in a yogurt. Like Uh it's fat. It's, it's, it's just serving a fat. So Got put it, it where you, you know, she'll put it, she'll have like a waffle with breakfast and be like, I just put Nutella on my waffle. And then I put berries. I'm like, balance, do it girl. It's worth <laughs> That's so great. So it's nice that you're working around things that are like non-negotiables for people. Yes. Because like everybody wants to drink wine and eat cookies and be thin. Everybody, they come to me and yeah, ask me talk to me about drinking wine. <laughs> yeah. So Alcohol is a tough one because your body sees alcohol as like poison, right? And it needs mm-hmm. to, it needs to metabolize it. That's why you wake up hungover because everything that you 
eaten while you were drinking gets stored as fat. And so you didn't like use those nutrients. It has to, like, imagine you have a glass of wine. It has to break down the sugars. Then it has to turn the wine, right, into ethanol, right? And then it has to turn ethanol into this byproduct called acetaldehyde, which the body can recognize and filter through the bloodstream. It's a lot of work. So if you're having a glass of wine, like, whatever, should be, should be fine. But when you're having, like, those upper limits, like two and three glasses of wine multiple days a week. That's me. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to lose weight. Cause if you think about it, like one bottle of wine is 1500 calories. So if throughout the week you drank an entire bottle of wine, you're tacking on an extra 1500 calories mm-hmm. onto your weekly caloric intake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you want to, you want to watch. And then I always say like, to like, like new moms or whatever, it's this like, drinking habit for moms where they wait for five o'clock for the kids, you know, for the day to be done to drink. You're like in my brain because I keep like, we, we have a meeting with the midwife this week about what is going in the hospital bag. And I was like, well, wine, like I want to have wine. a glass of wine, like afterwards. But then yeah. I was like, I'm going to be that mom. That's like, okay, we got to breastfeed at this time because then mama's got to get her booze in. And then I got to Cause I'm, I come from like a pretty intense, like drinking culture within my family, within my friends sure. and they yeah. don't get fat from wine. Those, my like weird skinny white friends that live over in my neighborhood don't eat that yeah. much. And dr- I think right. they're living off of wine. So yes, that's, that's and, what I, happened. and that's not me. I gained a lot of weight before I got pregnant and I, I think it was because of my wine intake. So yeah, it's funny. I get a lot of people like that. They'll be like, oh, my friends drink wine all the time and they're thin. I'm like, yeah, but they're not eating. And then, they're not. then they'll know like the next week, they'll be like, oh my God, you're so right. I was watching my friends and they don't eat food. They just drink. I was like, right. That, and that's I would the throw up and die. <laughs> I die. I'm like, I, I like food too. Like I can't, there's not also, one Also I need more, when I drink, I want, I'm like, oh shit, I'm getting fucked up. And then I will snack on something to make sure that I don't get too drunk yeah. or for some reason uh, I like, never get sloppy. Well, here's the thing too, is that you learn pretty fast after you have a kid, you have to like curb the wine because they still wake up at five o'clock in the morning. And, you, <laughs> and, and what happens is there's going to be that time when like, when you bring your baby home, you're going to like, there's going to be a time you're going to fall asleep like so hard and your baby's going to cry and you're going to be like, wait, am I fucked up? Like it's, it's going <laughs> to jolt you out of sleep. You're going to be like, am I drunk? What, what is happening? It's so bad. So you'll like, you like won't do it as much. Natu- I, I thought about that too. I'm like, I'm going to have to wake up to a, a screaming baby hours after I drink that wine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it, it will not be a problem and you'll be able to like navigate that way. But you know, to your point, it's totally true. These people who are super, super thin and drinking all the time, all they do is drink alcohol. They do not eat. They just don't. So is there a way to get a little buzz going. That's not, I mean, is this like a vodka soda situation? <laughs> is it, no, or all alcohol you, you, is still. You can, you can have wine. You can have, you just have to decide like where it's going to be, right? Like mm-hmm. what are the compromises that you're going to make? If you're going to have three glasses of wine a week or whatever, you know, okay, where does that live? If you're having wine, you're not having dessert. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if, if weight is what you're, what you're tracking and what you care about, then yeah, you're going to have to do something to make up for that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not like, you know, here it is. It's a free for all. It's just not. 
Yeah, no, unfortunately. And it shouldn't be like that with anything anyway. That's right. <laughs> but just because I'm sure people are going to ask, would you say, okay, if you're an alc- if you're going to consume alcohol, like a clear alcohol is better than wine? Yeah, because there's less sugar, right? So mm-hmm. there's less for your body to do. Um, also, some tricks that I do, I always do some tricks, like don't drink until you're done eating your meal. Mm. Because then you're more full and your body has digested the food and you probably will drink less. Um, and like drink seltzers in between, right? It's like another way for you to be full and to like not overconsume. But also like, that's how you connect with your family. Like that's how you have fun. So you have to think about it. You know, if I'm going to like my kid's school function, I don't really care about these people that much. So like, I don't need to get drunk with them and that's good. But if I'm with my best friend and we want to have a glass of wine, like that's cool too, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to save that so I can enjoy with somebody that I really care about and like really Mm -hmm. savor that moment. I don't need to go out and eat all the things and drink all the things all of the time. And then what do you recommend for, it's so hard to say like in general, because everyone is so insanely different, but in terms of like activity and moving your body. Yeah, I think just movement is enough, right? So walking is perfectly fine. If you walk 25, 30 minutes a day, like, that's fine. It doesn't all have to be at once. You just mm-hmm. like decide what kind of person you are. Like I'm a very active person. So I will do a spin class for 45 minutes. I'll walk my dog for five miles and I'll maybe do a yoga class with my kids. Like, and I'm not tired and I feel good. That's just what I like to do. But other people, maybe they just like walking and mm-hmm. that's really strenuous for them. Whatever activity you do, just like do it and do it with vigor and like get a friend to do it with you. But definitely 30 minutes is like, the bare minimum it's just for your heart right like you want heart health it's definitely not going to make you thin if you're like an active able-bodied human being in this society exercise is not going to help you lose weight like exercise that helps people lose weight is for people who like never leave their couch and then all of a sudden have decided like i'm gonna do movement it's like oh my god did you see my neighbor she lost weight by doing this exercise it's like yeah because they never they did she didn't move before i always my i I have this conversation all the time where it's like oh so-and-so lost weight and i was like so-and-so was drinking a coca-cola every day so like all i had to do was like cut out the coca-cola i was drinking every day then yeah duh (laughs) yeah right right exactly because like you're already healthy you already eat the fruits you already eat the vegetables Mm -hmm. you are like you're doing all drinking like 100 ounces of water it's like guys there is like such small room for improvement here. Like my body is adapted. Like the sorry, it's not happening. Right. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara gives you the ability to not just eat healthy, but to truly enjoy it with chef crafted plant rich meals that builds a foundation for radiant health. If you follow me, you know that I've done this meal plan a gazillion times at this point. I am addicted. Sakara is a nutrition company, in case you didn't know, that focuses on overall wellness, but starting really with what you eat. So their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. The menu of creative, chef-crafted, ready-to-eat breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes every week. Literally, you like never get the same meal twice. And it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S., which logistically, I don't even know how they make that happen. <laughs> Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara offers daily wellness essentials like my favorite probiotic. I take the prenatal. They have insane herbal teas, all of it to support your nutrition. If you really 
want to try my favorite, you can experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling metabolism super powder. It's made with organic raw cacao, so it tastes chocolatey and delicious, and it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. I have three of them in my hospital bag for labor right now. Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue Goop, The New York Times, and more. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when you go to sakara.com slash best or enter best at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash best to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash best. What's up, well-beings? I'm Kelly Noonan-Gorse, and this is The Heal Podcast. Every Thursday, I interview the leading experts in health and healing, as well as real people with extraordinary healing stories. Whether you want to heal a physical diagnosis, a mental health issue, a past trauma, or heal our planet, the Heal Podcast is for you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answers you've been searching for. You can follow us on Instagram at at HealDocumentary and at Kelly Gores, and catch episode clips on Heal Documentary's YouTube channel. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday anywhere podcasts are found. So what do you do for those people who, I'm sure you get so many people that come to you and they're they're just like, I eat vegetables. I eat my protein. I'm careful of the carbohydrates that I have. Like I watch my alcohol intake. Like I do my 30 minutes of exercise six days a week, five days a week. And it's like not happening. Like, you know, are you looking at blood sugar? Are you looking at, I mean, what are like the next steps going deep into figuring out these people who, cause I, I hit that multiple times where I'm like, I am stuck at this like 15 pounds over my goal weight and it's not happening. So oftentimes when those people come to me, they're restricting and they don't even realize it. Mm. So they're not eating enough. And I just like go over like what their intake is for the day. And I'm like, you're not eating enough. And that makes people really uncomfortable. Cause they're like, no, no, no. I'm eating enough. And I'm like, you're not eating enough. You're eating too little. And like, look, you've been doing something your way for so long and nothing's happened. So just try my way for a week. If nothing happens, we'll do whatever you want. They go away and they come back and they lose weight. And they're like, oh, (laughs) so that's usually the thing. Sometimes though, there could be some underlying medical condition, which is like good that I'm medically clinically trained. So I'm able to help them find it. But I will say like 90% of the time, they don't eat enough food. That's fascinating. When yeah, I because, started eating breakfast, I felt dirty. Yeah, because it's just uncomfortable. It's like this weird fucking thing. And everyone's like, don't eat it. Don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. let, don't. that's bad. And it's like, okay, yeah. But if you think about like the data that you're collecting over the time, right? You didn't eat breakfast and you just said yourself you were 15 pounds over your goal weight. So you were doing all these things and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So then you give it a shot, right? Like just add that breakfast and it doesn't have to be a ton of food. So if it's just like repositioned in a way that feels comfortable to you and you make like small steps, you'll do it and change your mindset, especially when you see that it's working. And what do you suggest for people who, I feel like a lot of people don't know where to get their food from, how to get it, like what to do. Like I, I'm always posting what I'm making on Instagram and people are like, how did you make that? And I'm like, it's black beans and chicken and 
romaine. Like I went to the store and I bought it. <laughs> so <laughs> and people are like mind blown. <laughs> I know. I know. I, it's so funny when I talk to people, I'll be like, yeah, so like on Tuesdays I make tacos and like, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't know, like ground turkey. And then I do the can of beans and then I do the can of tomatoes and then I make my own taco seasoning. And they're like, what? I'm like, it takes like seven minutes. Yeah. And they're it's like, mind blowing. Huh. Yeah. Or like the way that I like prep stuff, like my family and I will, I'll get like whole carrots and bell peppers and cucumbers and celery and like on Sunday we'll like wash them and chop them and I put them in containers so that when we're eating our dinners, if we didn't have time to roast vegetables, we could always just grab a handful of these raw vegetables and right. put them on the plate. So you always have some kind of vegetable. And everyone's like, whoa, like, okay. Didn't realize it was so hard. So I think that everybody thinks that in order to be successful with what you're putting in your body, it has to be organic and, you know, like from a Martha Stewart recipe book. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be that complicated. Like go to Whole Foods and get a rotisserie chicken and like shred it, mm -hmm. add like buffalo sauce, get like high fiber wraps, <laughs> like, and then like some cheese and just cook it up. Right. Like, yeah, totally. And yeah. And they're like, I didn't think about it. They just, it doesn't have to be so complicated at all. So I will slow cook um, chicken breast in like broth and then I'll shred it up and I'll put it in the fridge and that'll be like my emergency protein. That's great. I don't feel like cooking something. Slow cooked protein is so good for you too, right? So good. And, it, and like you just set it and forget it. And then you can add whatever you want to it. I, oh, I cut up those vegetables. I also like pre-make turkey burgers and I'll like season mm. them and I'll like, I'll wrap them in plastic wrap and I'll put them in the freezer and that'll be there. I'll also like you know, roast a bunch of sweet potatoes and then I'll have them with my breakfast. Maybe I'll have like eggs and spinach and, and sweet potato. I always have a huge thing of spinach in my fridge so that I can just like quickly, Same. like, you know, a little olive oil, onion powder, garlic powder, just like cook in 10 minutes and you have a green vegetable. So I just named like seven things that that's like a week's worth of meal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so to your point, it's like, decide of the things that you like. And also just like go on the internet. You know, when people come to me and they're like, can you make me a meal plan? I'm like, no, because you're not going to follow it. Fine. Think about the things, the things that, that, you that you like. That you like. Or like, you know, I really love skinny taste. She, I always like send people to her because it's so simple. It's like, are you following Weight Watchers? Are you following keto? Do you just want a regular main meal? Like, do you want to use chicken? It, you just type it in and then all of the stuff comes up. And it's so simple for people what to follow. What website is this? Skinny taste. She's like... um, her name is Gina. I don't remember her last name, but she has like five kids. She lives in Long Island and she has like all these cookbooks great. and they're delicious. And she has an awesome website and she makes really great quick food, you know, like mm -hmm. just go on there and find something. And a lot of like kid friendly stuff, which I really like, you just like type in kid friendly and anything I ever make from her, people are like, this is so good. Also anything I ever make from Paula Dean is also so good, but she uses sticks of butter. So there's that. There's that. like, this is good. I'm like, it's fucking Paula Dean. It's like three sticks of butter. Oh, I love so, butter. Yes. I love me too. So, so yeah, like you just, or like Buzzfeed Tasty. I go on Buzzfeed Tasty all the time. And I just like scroll up. I look at what they're doing and I actually try to make it a little bit more healthy. So my kid loves lo mein. So my son Rocco loves lo mein. He goes, he makes the nanny. The nanny is like his girlfriend. It's the funniest thing. He, <laughs> he'll be like, give me your phone. He's 
seven. I need to text Miss T because we need to go to the mall because I need to get blow main. I'm like, whatever. So I make a blow main, right? And I, but I like just like lessen the amount of oil. I like, you know, I made it just like a more vegetables. I give it to him and I give it to my husband. Everyone's like, wow, this, this tastes like lo mein. And he's like, I don't know, mom. It's just like not as shiny as the lo mein from, yeah. the, from the mall. I'm like, oh, it's you mean less oil? Shiny. Less oil? <laughs> but I made it. And that was like a huge endeavor. Like I'm making lo mein right now. Yeah. Like I busted my walk and I, I did it. So I think that if you decide, like just look up, try like two new recipes a week, even one new recipe a week. That kind of gets things going for you. And it's simple ingredients. You don't, it doesn't need to be. No, and I think between Pinterest and Instagram, like once you find those accounts that have easy, simple, like family friendly, easy meals, like I have, you just do them and then you understand like, oh, if I buy a roasted chicken that goes on a salad for lunch, then the leftovers go in a taco in like exactly. a fake thing for dinner. And then like I could roast the, or I could put the rest of it in for chicken soup. Like you end up just learning how those things can take you through the week, which by the way, is yeah. like, it's just like a, it's like a practice. I feel like in having like pride and self love. I really yeah. feel like it's a, it's a satisfying process creating like nutritious meals for yourself. Yeah. And it's like, everyone's like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm like, yeah, everyone's so tired, but mm-hmm just find a couple of things that you like. I also really like New York times, like what to cook this week. I love and they that. Send me an, I love it. They send me an email. I really happen to like Melissa Clark. She makes a lot of like very family friendly meals, mm-hmm. super easy and simple. Like, don't worry. I'm not looking to come to your house and eat. Like I'm at 11 Madison park. So like whatever yeah. you serve me is going to be good. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on each like breakdown of kind of each meal, are you hoping for vegetables and protein in every meal and then carbohydrates the first two? What's kind of like your guide? There? Yeah, I always want a non-starchy green vegetable, at least one cup at lunch and dinner. And okay. I want to have protein. I need protein and fat at every single meal because protein and fat helps to keep me full. And then correct, I like to have carbohydrate at breakfast and lunch. And I always like to have one serving of fruit paired with a fat somewhere in my day. And then I'll have something like protein rich between lunch and dinner. So like normally I make this smoothie now. I put like non-flavored collagen powder, almond milk, spinach, frozen banana, nut butter, blend it up. And I'll have that between lunch and dinner. And so like I got green. I got but that would scare me to have a banana in the middle of the day. Like I would be like, oh, I'm like eating like a crazy heavy sugar thing. Yeah. Nope. I freeze the banana. You know, I like I break them up and I put it in because it's, I mean, it's fruit and there's fiber and yeah. it gives a good texture and yeah, how many smoothie ca- without a banana sucks. Calories. Yeah. And like how many calories is half of a banana? I don't know, like 50. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's where people yeah. get like weird rules for themselves. And you're like, you missed the whole point anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like guys, you need, you need fruit. And like, Spinach and almond milk and nut butter and collagen powder on its own is not going to taste good. So I like, you need to eat food that tastes good. Yeah. And that's, I was not having smoothies for so long because I was like, God, you really taste horrible without a banana. I, sorry, like half a banana and a smoothie makes the smoothie. It like really yeah. provides the texture and the taste. Otherwise you're having yeah. like an icy and it's gross. Exactly. And like iced spinach is nasty. Like I don't, <laughs> no, it's I don't not good. That. And since I've been pregnant, I've, I, 
thinking like, okay, what is something that's easy for me to make quickly? And it has obviously been smoothies. So now there are frozen bananas in my, in my freezer and it's, you know, I'll add so many greens in there. It's like, I crave it now, but that was something before that I was like, Oh, that's like a dirty thing to eat is like a frozen banana and a smoothie because it's just, so it's just going to make me so fat with all that sugar. <laughs> exactly. I know. Oh. I don't know. Why, why does everyone hate bananas? Is it like, <laughs> I, I always wonder about that. They're like, don't eat the banana. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't eat bananas all the time because I like other kinds of fruits, but... But also yeah, what you just listed for a, for a, an entire day's worth of food is a lot of food. Right. It's a, it's, it's a it's lot. It's great. Like, you know, when you start to see like like the amount, it's like full of vegetables, you feel more full. And, and then you start to see you're not overeating bullshit at the end of the day. And so mm. your weight then, yeah, is stable. Does that mean you can't have cookies and shit? Of course not. You can do all those things. But your feeling to have a lot of that will be quelled because you will be, you know, sufficiently satisfied from, you know, earlier throughout the day. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. You just made me feel so cool and confident and chill about food stuff. (laughs) Yeah, girl, I got you. Call me whatever you need. You're going to do great. I will call you when the baby comes because that's going to be, I hear so many nightmare stories about just being like insatiable while breastfeeding. And I was like, Oh shit, that sounds scary. But breastfeeding is your, is your workout. Yeah. Like your weight is going to just like melt off because this baby is on your boob. It's like magical. (laughs) You're designed that way. It's it's, it's like wild. You're just like, okay. Like people are like, did you have a baby? I'm like, yes, but the baby is always on my boob. And I would like, I would take my shirt down to breastfeed and milk would spray everywhere. So I had, so I was like a dairy queen and it was like pretty easy, but I was, you know, like in two months, like back to my three pregnancies and I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just ate the food. But I think that's the thing. It's like, don't restrict, listen to what your body Mm -hmm. wants because you are trying to feed your baby and produce enough milk and you'll see everything will fall into place and then have your people email me and I'll give you all the things that you need to do. I, 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 I think it's harder for a lot of people because this culture of like, you're eating for two, this is your time, let it go, eat whatever you want, which I can do a whole other podcast on talking about how like patriarchal and fucked up that whole thing yes. is because eating yep. pizza through your pregnancy doesn't do anything for anybody. No, Am I eating pizza? Not. Yes, it makes me feel awesome. But I also yeah. had avocado already today and a big bowl of spinach. And I ha- like, but th- when I have my bad thing, I'm like, my baby had so much nutrients today already. Like I'm chilling. Yeah. But you know what the thing is, is that your body's going to do whatever it's going to do. I threw up every single day of my son, my pregnancy with my son. I threw up for the first 20 weeks with my daughter, but with my son every single day. And all I ate every day was a turkey burger with Brussels sprouts at dinner. And I would make this like weird smoothie with like Miralax, iron, a splash of orange oh, juice. No. Berries. I was like, this is all my nutrients right here. And I gained 44 pounds both times. It's crazy, I, right? It's just, it, I, it was, re- my, my OB was like, it's so crazy. You threw up every day, but you gained 44 pounds. I'm like, fuck you. He's like, <laughs> he's like it's all right, girl. It's, we're going to get this done. But like, it's, we just did what we were, it just what yeah, it your was. Your body and does what it's supposed to do. Your body just does what it's supposed to do. And like, no one should feel bad about that. And whoever is telling you, asking you if you're pregnant with twins, punch them in the face for me because it's, it's every day. But my I grandma's funeral yesterday, all the unfiltered Italians. 
I didn't think you'd be this big. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Andre. Thank you. I'm sorry <laughs> about your grandma. It's okay. She was 99. She had a beautiful life. God bless her. So. It was a celebration. Where can so. people find you? Uh, Kalina Health or Vanessa Rosetto RD. And I'm, you know, find up, you know, you can link to everything there. And we can, if anybody wants counseling, we take your insurance. So call us. This is like the insurance thing is that is clutch. Game changing. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope you have a Thank great you. weekend. You too. I hope you feel good. And I'll be looking out for your new arrival. Thank you. And you're going to get an email for me when I'm done breastfeeding on how to get back in tip top shape. <laughs> I got you. Do it. I got you. <laughs> Bye. I'll see you soon. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.